1: my description of the crime scenes or what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. And y'all, before I get started, I just want to apologize. I'm in a hotel room. In Alexandria, Louisiana, so the sound is probably going to be horrible. Toby's going to hate it, but I know he'll do the best he can to clean it up. But recording remotely, definitely not in my new studio, and I'm sure you can hear the difference, and you might hear somebody in the hallway or whatever. But I've been holding on to do this drop this week, and and you know it's Thursday. Usually I'm done by the middle of the week or whatever, and the Patreon members have it early, but. I guess y'all can guess why I've been holding on this week, and I'm waiting to see what else is going to shake out on uh, Courtney Coco's case, which is what I'm going to be talking about today. And it's a lot to say. Anyway, other than apologizing for the audio, I'm going to go ahead and get started. So I guess unless you've been living under a rock, uh, you know that we finally have an arrest made in Courtney Coco's murder, all right? And for... I don't even know what I'm going to talk about today, y'all, but I do know what I want to start with, and that is the fact that this case is almost 16 and a half years old, cold or was, and when I started working, I, me, by myself, boots on the ground in Alexandria, Louisiana, it was 15 years old, and... Yeah, you know, I made trips to Texas. Me, Woody Overton, and I spent all the time here in Alexandria pressing forward with the information and working with you, lifers. And at a certain point, I had to give the information back over to law enforcement, and that's that's what I did. Right? So, where am I going with this? It's been a long, long road to hoe, and in. You know, but when Miss Stephanie reached out to me and I went to her house myself in Alexandria, and met her for the first time, she had this incredible file of, of 15 years' worth of investigation that the family had done, my A-team, I'll call them y'all, and let me tell you, the whole family, it's not only her daughters and... in grandkids and stuff like that that are in this fight, but Miss Stephanie and her mama, Miss Ina, or Carl Mall, Miss Ina, and Courtney's aunt Lynn, and Aunt Michelle, okay? These are the four that I started with and I dealt with on a daily basis. Now, Courtney's stepdad, Mr. Bobby, was no slouch either, but he's a strong, silent type, and... in geez louise i mean he loved and raised courtney i think since the time she was eight or something like that some, some, some maybe a little bit before then i don't know but it, he has mad mad love for her no doubt about that um but when i met miss stephanie at our house for the first time and we're going through everything you know it, it showed and it's on the episode y'all one of the episodes that's when she called the detective and. And he said they, you know, were working on the case, and they had a task force on it, and all this stuff. But yet, you know, at the beginning of the call, they were working on it. By the end of the call, when I mean, she kept pressing, who's who's the one actually working on it? And I think he said it was turned back over to Cedric Green with Alexander Police Department. That was the beginning of the battle that I would have loved to avoid it, which is. Wading through the quagmire of shit that these law enforcement officers made us go through on Courtney Coco's case. Now, I'm, I'm pro law enforcement, one thousand percent. You better believe it. But man, this, this work, this case should have been solved y'all sixteen years ago. and That's just a damn fact. And and you know, after I meet Stephanie for the first time, then I was in town, and then I got to meet the A team, right. And they had so much information and such love for Courtney. And I, again, that's Miss Stephanie and Miss Ina and Michelle and Lynn. And we had our little secret meeting place, and they had all their files and stuff, and we'd go through. And eventually I would end up putting them on, on the episode, right? But these ladies, I just want to say, y'all are freaking amazing. And you too, Mr. Bobby, and, and the rest of the family, y'all are amazing. You fought the awesome fight. And you never gave up and that is why Anthony Burns was indicted by the state of Louisiana in a grand jury of his peers for the second degree murder of Courtney Coco on April 13th 2021. The fight y'all every Friday you lifers out there wearing the pink and the red and and all the stuff. We finally got an arrest. It's amazing. And out, there's a, you know the family. If it wasn't for them, their motto is never give up, pressing the fight. If it wasn't for Miss Stephanie, not taking the bullshit she was getting for answers, it never would have happened. And that's just a fact. The, the I mean, you heard it on, on the recordings when she's talking to law enforcement and they saying, "Oh, we're doing this," and it's being worked and what have you. And then I go to, to Texas to meet Detective Rabelais, and shit, he he tells me first time I'm there. And I want I, I didn't know if he's gonna be a little standoffish to me or whatever. And shit, he was like, "Shit," he said, "Boy, this case is is done." It's, I said, what do you mean it's done? He said, it's an accidental overdose. I said, what do you mean? We met the McDonald's the first time, y'all, that, but wasn't the time that I recorded him. And he said, those detectives came over here and stopped by a couple years ago, which was about the same time that, Stephanie called me the first time to come work the case and I just told her I said listen just get me the case file I will read it for free and I'm always going through Alexander just get me the case file well, she went in and they didn't want her to give the case file to me I can promise you that and she still didn't have a copy of it But uh, the first time I met her at her house and you know they promised her the moon and, and oh you don't want to bring an outsider in and all this stuff and just I mean bullshit man why? Whatever. See, y'all just kind of, excuse me, I'm just rambling, but Miss Stephanie wanted to believe in her heart that they were going to do the right thing. So a couple more years go by, and that's when she called me back. And she said, Mr. Woody, and she has a very distinctive voice, Mr. Woody, she said, I need your help. She said that they have done nothing on on Courtney's case. And I said, well, you know what? I'll work it. If you let me work it on the podcast, in which the podcast, I think, was probably, I don't know, um, eight or nine months old, maybe less than that, but it's like, I don't remember. But And she agreed, you know, and that's, that's how we started it. And y'all, I didn't, it wasn't, I didn't expect it to go like it did. But like I said in the beginning, when all the stuff, the bullshit, man, the whether it's malfeasance or just shitty police work, all the bad stuff that went on, I couldn't get away from it. Yeah, I just couldn't get away from it. And but the one thing I did do is in three weeks, I don't know if y'all remember this. In three weeks after I started doing the Coco series, Courtney's case. Went from the Rapids Parish Sheriff's Office cold case page, three weeks, to being currently worked. Now, what happened in that three-week time span? The lifer started tearing up ass. How about that? They started calling in, bombarding the APD, bombarding the District Attorney's Office, et cetera. About, oh, you know, this. You know, why did they lie? Why didn't you know, this happen? Why did this? Et cetera, et cetera. In Courtney's case, became what I used to call when I was in law enforcement an APE, uh, short for an acute political emergency, and I guess they figured they better do something, right? But I don't know, man. It's just, just a hell of a ride, a hell of a fight, and and have to go backwards and go through and disprove things like the second toxicology report. Jesus, I, I don't, I'll never understand that to the day with that. But meanwhile, they got. On the phone with Miss Stephanie saying, Oh no, uh, uh, you know, they tried to tell her before it was an accidental overdose and she wouldn't take that. She wasn't having any of it. And again, I say it th- once, I've said it a thousand times how the hell are you going to accidentally overdose, drive yourself, what, three or four hours to Winnie, Texas, and, and put yourself out in an abandoned warehouse, new from the waist down, in a degrading position? It's bullshit okay and and i think the second toxicology report said she had nine times the amount of legal alcohol plus like thousands of milligrams of some tramadol or some bullshit it's all it's all been disproven y'all but they they this report was done by a pathologist here in alexandria at the request of these detectives why that's 12 something years after the murder why and 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 when the first autopsy, the 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 pathologist who actually had possession of Courtney's body, in because uh, the second one never saw her, you know, and it, and the toxicologist test came back negative. Plus, she had food in her stomach and stuff like that. So I mean, shit, I could go on and on, but I I'll, I'll never understand the blocking and the the constant roadblocks ever put up for this family to get justice. But I, I, you know what? God's an on-time guy, and he does everything in his time, and I guess that's the most important thing you could say. But look, I, I'm going to give some shout-outs. I, I mean, this is, you know, it's like being a, in a prize fight and a boxing match, and you're going round for round for round, and you just, you know, there's been so many times I thought we were so close, and then it's like, you catch another overhand right to the face, right? And you get knocked back for a while. And, and and it just went on and y'all, you know, we marched and we protested and we did everything. You know, y'all literally melted the phone lines to APD, Alexandria Police Department and Philip Terrell and uh, the district attorney's office and all that. And, and then at a certain point, I asked you to back off and. Send donuts instead, and you did that. You know, so let me tell you this. First of all, besides the family, besides the A team, this case would have never been solved had it not been for you, lifers. Period. And another I listen, I don't, I don't really listen to, to podcasts and stuff, y'all. I do sometimes other other podcasts, but I don't know how many podcasts have ever used their fans to solve. What, what is now uh, up to the day of arrest would have been like a 16 and a half year old cold case. So, to me, it's special. What's even more special is I put it out there, started doing Courtney's series, and you lifers, the fans that came forward to me and gave me the information putting your own, own lives at risk, you know, and I mean, and I understand why you didn't want to go to police, uh, to the police. I mean, you knew there were killers out there, and, and certainly nobody had any trust for the way the case was handled, and I get that. But the, you know who you are, the, the people out there that did this, and you are heroes, okay? Simply heroes in my book to to take this chance. And look, I know you. some of y'all have really suffered since you, you gave me the information, and, you know, we've been... Communicating and stuff like that over time, but you know what? You're my hero. All right, so hold your heads up and and see this thing through. All your lifers showing the support and the love for the family. I think I know Miss Stephanie is, is a very private person, but I'm gonna tell you something. I, uh, this family has gotten such love from the lifers from around the world. It's just absolutely amazing. And uh, I told stephanie and them in the beginning i said you're now gonna be my family and they are and i love them that much and again i'm so proud of them i'm proud of you lifers thank you so much for stepping up evidently the technique is called crowdsourcing now it shows you how old i am i didn't know that but when, when you use listeners to help work on things or solve things so but Simply amazing. I love and appreciate each and every one of you. I mean, it's just amazing. Now, look, so many of you are always messaging me, you know, with moral support and stuff like that, and different ideas and everything. And then we have patron members. And let me tell you something. I have absolutely, it's just a plain, simple fact. I could not have afforded to work this case if it wasn't for the monthly donations from you Patreon members and Patreon, Patreon, however the hell you said. But so I got to give y'all props. All lifers get the props, but thank you, the, the ones of you who, who have supported me financially to be able to do this and continue to podcast. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I and mean, that's not me blowing smoke, okay, thank you so much. And it it wouldn't happen, I'm just telling you. Then I want to move on and thank Detective Tanner Dryden with Alexander Police Department. Now, you have to remember when we we first started burning them up uh, back when about Cedric Green and all that, and, and it was an ape and acute political emergency, and shit, I mean, who wants, who would want to take this case at APD, at Alexander Police Department, especially if somebody might possibly be dirty from back in the day? Not saying that they were, but I'm saying that it could possibly be dirty from back in the day. Who in the hell is going to work it and want to have these higher ups looking over your shoulder and stuff like that? Well, Tanner Dryden did, and he actually requested to work the case because he cared and this is all this when we were still communicating, but I, 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 he's a good guy. He cared, and he cared He cared about his department. He cared about the city's image and everything else, and shit, he he, he took it. Now, for staying the course, Tanner Dryden, I, I guarantee you when you took it, you wouldn't have thought it had been a year and a half later or whatever before you made the arrest. But for, for staying the course, clapping. You know, you're renewed faith in, or at least a, a certain part of Alexander Police Department, I can tell you that. And so when, when turned it back over to APD and Tanner, I mean, I had a, a lot of shit for it. And, I mean, you know, people quit the show and everything else and, and left me nasty messages, et cetera. So why would you give it back to APD? They're dirty and da-da-da-da. I'm like, mm, you know, not everybody's dirty. And this guy stood up to take it. Now, did we always agree on everything in the end? At at that point, I was so jaded by the powers that be. I was so scared of the powers that be that somebody, some way, was going to somehow try to tank this case. But, anyway, it's neither here nor there. The the deal is, Detective Dryden, and I think his partner is Carl or whatever. Let me tell you something. You did it in... I know it wasn't easy, certainly not easy when you're catching the heat from the lifers and everybody else. I I can't imagine the investigating that you've done in the last year and a half, Uh, and I'm sure you have tons of stuff that I didn't give you, and that's cool, man, And, and hats off to you, and for Detective Dryden and whoever else worked on this case. 1,000% props from Woody Overton in Real Life Real Crime for making the arrest and getting this case to the grand jury. I'll never say it enough. Yes, I came in. I made the case where it wasn't cold anymore, but I can only go to a certain point and thank God that you're honest enough to have seen this battle through. and I'll leave that alone. And then for the Special Prosecutor Hugh O'Holland to have the guts... To take this and and y'all, again, it's been a long time since we gave it to him, right? And it's been a long time since the, the DA had the stepping in the office saying, "Hey, you know, you, you got this right, and uh, we're going to make the arrest, or whatever." And then she went what six months without hearing from them. We protested in the whole nine yards, and then when people call in about it, and they, he says, oh, "We don't even have the case." Well, whatever. the The fact is. Special prosecutor Hugo Holland, and he has an assistant, I think it's Miss Lee something, but has stepped up to the plate and took this. Now, a lot of prosecutors probably wouldn't have taken it. And, and, and you know, it, this is a tough case. It's an old case. Yeah, well, it's a cold case, right? And, and, but he did his job and then some. Now, before he presented to the grand jury, I know well, I would have done the same thing. I would have used Detective Dryden and, and his partners, whatever, and every you know, every time I had a question about something, I would make them go run it down. You know why? Because it's the same question the defense attorney's going to have. And and I would want to be able to disprove whatever it is. And Hugo Holland is no virgin. He's been doing this a long time. So hats off to you, sir, and in one April 13th, Hugo Holland presented this case before the grand jury. And y'all, a grand jury in Louisiana is a secret grand jury. It's not, you know, publicized, et cetera. Nobody really is supposed to know that it's going on. But he would have presented the facts of the case, or he presented the facts of the case, Courtney Coco's murder, to the grand jury, And, I mean, it's like a trial, like a mini trial, without the defense side in the room. Evidently, it went on for hours and hours, and then when he was done presenting, the prosecutor leaves the room, everybody leaves the room. It's just like a regular jury then, right? And in in the uh, jury room, and they have to vote. And guess what they voted? Second degree murder for Anthony Burns for the murder of Courtney Coco. Period, and it's just it's just huge, y'all. I don't know, and I said so, you know, I actually cried a little bit. I ain't gonna lie, I cried a little bit. Uh, but it's just like a lot of emotion getting released after all this time. But I'm gonna read you the indictment, and I'm sure a lot of y'all have seen this already. It says an indictment. State of Louisiana versus David Anthony Burns, white male, date of birth 1121 of 1975, number 351, comma 930, section 2, the Ninth Judicial District Court, Parish of Rapide, State of Louisiana. On this 13th day of April 2021, the grand jury of the Parish of Rapide, state of Louisiana, charges that at and in the parish, district and state aforesaid, David Anthony Burns committed second degree murder. Louisiana revised statute 1430.1, parentheses A, parentheses one, and parentheses two. In that on or about the third day of October 2004, He killed a human being, Courtney Coco, when he had the specific intent to kill and inflict great bodily harm, and he killed her during the interpretation of a simple robbery of the said Courtney Coco, even though he had no specific intent to kill and inflict great bodily harm, all contrary to the law of the state of Louisiana and against the peace and dignity of the same sign Hugo Holland, Assistant District Attorney, Rapides Parish, Louisiana. And the grand jury goes out to vote. You either get no true bill or true bill. Basically, true bill is them saying, hell yeah, you got it. This, I, mean, I If we were on a jury, we'd find guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. And it came back. They voted true bill. So what do you do? You have to go to a judge and and present the findings of the grand jury and then get a warrant for Anthony Burns, which they did, or or I don't know who did it, y'all wasn't there, but from what I understand, they arrested Anthony Burns later on that afternoon because these things take time, like I've always told you, getting the warrant and all that, but they they had eyeballs on him, they arrested him and took him and locked him up in the Rapids Parish Jail. So, Anthony Burns, I bet when you got up that morning, you didn't expect this was going to be your last day of freedom, did you, buddy? And y'all, let me tell you something about Anthony Burns. I have been threatened way before he put out this video on to play for y'all. In like a year or more, he's been threatening to sue me and all this. I mean, this is different people sending me messages, et cetera. And y'all have heard me say on from time to time, mm-hmm on the podcast, Um, hey, you know what, you you want to sue me, go ahead, bitch, because then we'll take it to civil court and I'm going to get to depose you and get all this stuff out that I want to say and stuff that I still can't say on the podcast because I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize the now prosecution, not the arrest. So... You know, I always, yeah. You know, I made a mention of it a couple times, and this idiot, and guess what, Anthony, it's America, I can call you an idiot, this idiot, at like, I don't know what time in the morning was, he he decides to do his first Facebook Live, and I'm gonna play it for y'all, and it's probably gonna sound like shit, and I don't really care, but it is what it is. A lot of y'all have seen it, and hundreds of you have sent it to me, especially that morning, but you know what? I, I was laughing about it because I knew I already had the date of, of April 13th. But I can understand, you know, you being the fans and looking out for Woody and all that. Then when you see this and, you know, y'all, life is the best in the world. You want wanted to take up for me, et cetera. Just be assured that I already knew about it. And. I'm trying to find y'all. Hold on one second. I already knew about it, and I don't give a shit about Anthony Burns. He, the, okay? But I'm going to play this, and I don't know if they've taken it on his Facebook since. He put this on there, not me. Listen to it. Uh, I think it will show you a little bit of his mindset, if you will. I'm going to just let you listen to it. I'll shut up. Here we go.
0: I've been waiting a long time to do this video, but since I'm down here out of town working and couldn't sleep all night thinking about this, I decided that now would be a good time. We have a few people out there in this world that think that they can just make up stories, make up their own podcasts, make up lies. And for somebody like me that lives in a little small town a lot of people start making up their own lies the way they want to hear it. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you don't. But for the people that created this podcast and the people that lied and all trying to get money, y'all know who y'all are. I ain't got to say no names. Y'all have done mentioned mine enough. I got enough photoshoppies of it. My My lawyer told me not to bring him no more. I'm coming after y'all. Not physically. Come and hit your wallets. I promise you. Y'all ain't got to worry about who's fighting over the money or nothing no more. Because you're going to have to give it up. You have put my name across a national podcast for no reason. With no evidence in a small town where now you can't walk in the store and buy a piece of gum without somebody looking at you crazy or wanting to swing on you or jump on you. Well, if you want to swing on me or jump on me, go ahead. I'll just add you right to the list because I have plenty of you that have messaged me and I have photoshotted all, I promise you. Mr. Woody with your podcast Ever comment Mr. Rocky Pillman Thank you sir My mama always told me this town Would make me rich But for y'all to wait for my mama to pass To throw her in this yeah, You should have known My mama first Cause if I would have did something And my mama picked me up I would have been in jail years ago So now let's see how many people go to jail for making up all these lies and rumors because you know that ain't just obstruction of justice that's marshals that's federal obstruction of justice yes y'all can make up y'all's little stories y'all's little false police reports and y'all's little lies but the truth's coming out it's in the lawyer's hands now Hold on, I got some people. Mike, hey Mike, hey Claire. Hey Luke. What y'all doing? Up early this morning, huh? Hey Mike, hey Claire. Hey Luke, y'all up early this morning, huh? I couldn't sleep last night because of all this horse mess that these ex-girlfriend from 15 years ago started. So, I just needed something to talk about this morning. So, that's it. But, people don't realize when they lie to police and make them spend about $20,000 running the wrong way, um, that's going to cost them not only in money and time. They've done told me. Oh, you won't keep making different statements? Uh, we got a couple out there uh, can't even keep their own their own statement. They could write it down and bring it in there with them and couldn't read it right. Who's going to go make four statements if they're telling the truth? I went in there twice. Second time, the cop said, oh, well, you said this the other day. I said, no, I didn't. I said, yes, I told you the truth. I told you what was going on. I told you the next very next thing. I said, what else did I tell you? And you said, I don't know. What did I tell you? I said, give me my lawyer. Haven't heard from y'all since then, ever. Well, now y'all don't hear from me. I work hard and worked hard as long as I can remember to let a doped-out ex-girlfriend that I left because of that going to come and try to ruin my life because she sees me doing good? No, no. And I'm sure half of y'all, almost probably all of y'all know who it is. If you don't, sh- you'll see soon enough. Bad thing is, the week they come and question me, she's on the front page of the hard times. For stealing from Walmart and banned from every Walmart in the United States. What is that? You know, I mean, come on. Yeah, I've been my dirt. I've been a bad boy when I was young. I'm forty-five years old, and for you to put my mom in it, it would have never nothing been said. But you wait till a couple months after my mom passes to put her in it? That's what cost you. We'll cut this short because I'm going to go to work. But let me tell y'all one last thing. They ain't all good. I can promise you. They ain't near about all of them good. I spent 30 years fighting them. For nothing, over a lie. Mr. Woods was saying, I'll be seeing y'all pretty soon. I'm out of town right now working. As soon as I get in, I'll be there to see y'all. This needs to be stopped. This is ruining my life. Y'all know how big our town is. You got 1,200 people with that. In a K-12 school. And you want to accuse me of this and put me on a national podcast and actually mention my name? Really? I don't think... That y'all really got a whole lot of sense. I mean, you really going to let somebody add my name on your podcast? Oh, don't worry. I got five people I'm paying to watch your podcast. I don't watch it at all. But I got five people watching it. I promise you, every time anything said to me. And because of your podcast, people have been messaging me. Oh, this. Oh, that. Well, guess what? those have been photoshopped too and the lawyer has them so I'm going to let all y'all go to work y'all have a great day y'all be hearing more from me I'm sure love all 'all. y'all it's kind of strange my first live video is something that has dramatically changed my life for nothing y'all there's some haters in this world if you're doing good, don't let them say you're doing good. Because they're going to hate for nothing. Y'all have a great day. Love y'all.
1: So back into the story of it, he goes to jail. Uh, hell of jail. Didn't matter to me. And, he, you know, he threatened me, you know, lawsuits, and he's coming for me and all this shit. It's really funny. If you get... If, the ones of y'all that had to watch it. I mean, I don't know. And then, then here's here's the real kicker. He changes his Facebook. What do you call it? Profile thing. He changed his Facebook profile to Superman, like the, the emblem, the uh, Superman. So anyway, Anthony Burns, you have been indicted and arrested. For murdering Courtney Coco. And that is a jury of your peers, citizens of the state of Louisiana, that heard the evidence. And you could believe that none of the evidence had Woody Overton's name mentioned in it on the people that were in the jury room. So they did it off of whatever Detective Ryden and Hugo Holland have developed since. And you read what you so, bitch. So I don't know what else to say. Again, the family's amazing. The lifer's amazing. The patron member is amazing. Hats off to Detective Dryden and the prosecutor. And this is just the beginning, y'all. Now comes the court battle. So it is what it is. I will be there for everything. He's getting arraigned next, I think it's next Friday, on the 23rd, whatever that date is. So... I mean, it is what it is. I think that's the day I take my second shot vaccine, but I'm not sure. But regardless, I'm going to have it covered. And all they're going to do is bring him in, read the bill of indictment, and same thing that I read to y'all. And he, he, of course, is going to say, not guilty. And I heard that, yeah, he was going to defend himself and spend his money on hiring a civil lawyer to sue me. So again, Mr. Burns, I'm not hard to find. And you evidently won't be either. Y'all, he's locked up on a half-million-dollar bond, and I think it's a, that's a cash bond, meaning that somebody can't have a half-million-dollar home to release him. So we'll see who his defense attorney is going to be and how things are going to shake out, and it is what it is. And that's it. So I appreciate and love each and every one of y'all. Your lifers are amazing. The crew bash, y'all, I don't even think there's any tickets left, but hopefully the governor next week is going to release the, the restrictions. There might have been like 12 or something left today, tickets for the uh, crew bash. That's June the 19th at the Texas Club in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And if you're coming in from out of town, which we have people coming from all over the United States, you're coming in from out of town and you want to say where I'm staying, I'll, I'll be at the Hilton, the Capitol Center Hilton in downtown Baton Rouge, which is a block from all the bars and in the best restaurants and everything else, you don't have to drive anywhere. But it's—I uh, have a code for you there. If you do, if you check in online or if you reserve it online, it, when they say code to check out, it's RLRC. If you do it over the phone, just tell them that you're coming to say to see Real Life, Real Crime. Yeah, the tickets were for forty dollars each. We were sold out of the VIP and the tickets are $40 each and that's general admission I'm going to do a live never before heard podcast adult version only and don't come if you're going to get offended okay because it's going to be a hell of a story I'll take the stage and and do it live we've got some other uh, stuff going on. And then when I get done, I'm going to set up just like I did at, at the other lives and I'll meet and take pictures and sign anything y'all want signed, et cetera. I don't care if it takes the rest of the night. But the Chase Tyler Band is going to take the stage and play for a couple hours. And it's a concert, y'all. If you've never seen the Chase Tyler Band play, you really need to check it out. But you can go to Eventbrite. To get the tickets again i think it's i think it's all the way sold out now but it it, there may be a couple left but hopefully next week the governor is going to release the restrictions some more and we'll be able to sell more tickets so either way june 19th crew and we have so much to celebrate including now the arrest finally being made after 16 years of courtney's case and i'm gonna tell you about um i told you about the cajun charters Last week, that's the Captain Calvin Duvall out of Delacro, Louisiana, and took me and my boys down there, and we caught so many fish. If you want an inshore fishing trip that's going to rock your socks off, you got to hire Calvin Duvall with Duvall's Cajun Charters. And this Duvall's, you all know, you spell that's D-U-V-A-L-L-E apostrophe S, but it's Duvall's Cajun Charters. Or you can find his website is Duvales, D-U-V-A-L-L-E-S, Cajun dot com. Or his phone number is 504-957-4549. He's first class. Everything he does is first class from his boat to his equipment to taking you out and putting you on the fish guaranteed. Uh, if he can do it on the windy day that we went, he can do it any day. And he even cleans the fish and stuff for you before you leave. Now, let me tell you something else about Captain Duvall. Y'all always in my shows with LOPA, right? Louisiana Oregon Procurement Agency. I did not know, but I know now that Captain Calvin Duvall's mama received a double lung transplant. And she lived for five more years because of a Lopa person donating their lungs. All right? So that's something that's near and dear to my heart, but it, hell, it's more near and dear to to his. I mean, he he got to have his mama for five more years because somebody donated their lungs, and that's amazing. So we're going to do something special. I'm um, going to do a commercial sometime next week about it. We are going to do, uh, we're putting in the works now. I got it approved through LOPA, et cetera. Um, Captain DeBall wants to donate something. I want to donate something, and we're going to raffle it off, and we're going to do the, the drawing for it live on stage at the Crew Bash at the Texas Club. And we'll, do, we'll broadcast that part of the show live. But anyway, I'll, t- I'll tell you more about it next week. But uh, as always, y'all, this, I mean, this is organ donor awareness month. I, f- I forget the technical term. Sorry, Lori Steele. But I think this is Lopas Week, and, and they're going to light up the Superdome and all that stuff with the Lopas colors. But y'all, you know, be a hero. Give the gift of life. And if you're in, if you're in Belize, which is where I want to be, if you're in Belize and you want to be an organ donor, go to Lopa.org. Click on it. You don't have to be from Louisiana, is what I'm telling you. You can be anywhere in the world and sign up to be an organ donor and be a hero and give the gift of life and sight and all that good stuff. So we're going to put our money where our mouth is, Captain Duval and I, of Duval's Cajun Charters, real soon. So I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. I don't know uh, what to say other than we are blessed in... God's an on-time guide, and I thank God for the arrest according to Coco's murder. And I'm Woody Overton, the host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. Hey, Anthony Burns, this one's for you. Until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on murder by you. Peace. <laughs>